Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Manning back, steps up, heaves one down the middle of the field, into the end zone, and Mix makes the catch for the touchdown! He went up with the big hands and caught it on the Hail Mary on the final play of the half. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. It's Keith McPherson on The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Get it. Keith McPherson on the fan. It's a KM to 2 a.m. A Friday night. I mean, I've been taking these Friday nights off. But let's run through the tape. It's been an interesting week around these parts. I'm ready to do what I'm supposed to do. Do you know what I do? You'll find out. I mean, I'm on till 2 a.m. I talk sports. And I got respect for everybody that comes in and talks sports with me. I got respect for everybody, period. I was just raised that way. Interesting week around these parts. I'm sure we'll get into it at some point, but Brooklyn. <laughs> hey, yo, the Nets are good. All right, pump your brakes, pump your brakes, pump your brakes. The Nets are fun. Dare I say good. The vibes are good. This is way better than I expected. This is way better than the end of last year and some of the other parts of the years before. Onward, Nets world. The Nets survive in advance. So we're watching this new in-season tournament for the NBA. I don't care for it. I don't, I, I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. I literally was reading the uh, in-season tournament 101 rules format and how it works on NBA.com. I, I don't even want to know. I know the Nets won tonight, and we'll talk about that game. It was fun to watch. It wasn't fun to watch a red court. Shout out to Capper and Carino. I'm glad we have them because it's... At home, I'm watching this red court. And I'm like, I don't want to watch a red basketball court. I don't like. This is Christmas vibes. It's too much. And I understand what they're doing, right? If you've heard me talk about the NBA, they so badly want to be this global game, right? Remember the uh, <laughs> remember the track runner, the Olympic athlete. I forget his name, but he's like, I'm watching the NBA finals, and they win, and they say they're world champions. Champions of what? The NBA considers themselves a world league because they have Luka Doncic. They have Giannis Antetokounmpo. They have Nikola Jokic. I could keep going with the different players from different countries in the NBA that are front and center. uh, And they, they want that international money. They want that international look and feel. And that is where 
I believe they cooked up this in-season tournament. I think Adam Silver understands they're growing the game in other countries, and uh, this has a Euro feel to it, if you ask me. Even looking at the court, I'm like, what? This is the NBA, and like we usually have the City Edition courts. We see the throwback courts. But why is there a stripe down the court? And I'm looking at these courts, and the Chicago Bulls court was one of the worst ones. I think the red court was one of the worst ones. We're supposed to see the hardwood, but in Indy, they had a yellow stripe in the middle and like a a teal blue color is terrible. Uh, For the Knicks, the Knicks are out in Milwaukee playing against the Bucks. Not only do they have their different color court, they're also wearing their city edition jerseys. You can't even recognize it's the Milwaukee Bucks. But anyway, I understand what they're doing. I understand they're also trying to be an anti um, load managing league, right? So they're trying to give these players some type of incentive to play up in this tournament. I guess when you turn the game on, you realize it's not a regular NBA game. It is an in-season tournament when you see the court. But, like, they haven't figured out what the prize is. There is no prize. Some of the players don't even know. And I saw different pundits and NBA people saying, oh, the in-season tournament should equal an automatic playoff spot. Well, you can't do that. The season just started two weeks ago. Like you can't, you can't do that. You can't. And I understand this tournament will actually like be finalized in about a month, uh, in early December. But so much happens in an NBA season. So much changes over the course of these next months before we get to April. You can't just give a team an automatic playoff spot because they win the tournament. Unless it's the Brooklyn Nets. If the Nets go ahead and win this, then then go ahead. Um, Adam Silver, go ahead and write that into the rules. 877-337-6666. About the Nets, Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith is a different player than Brooklyn Nets fans saw the second half of last season. I think he was in shock that he got traded away from Dallas. I think he was in shock with what went down as well. Uh, He thought he potentially was coming here to play with KD, and then KD said, no, 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 send me where I want to go. Good. We have moved on. Onward, Nets world. That's going to be my phrase. I was saying that to Evan when Evan came out on Twitter. and He's like, this team could be undefeated. Onward. But he's right. And when you look at the Brooklyn Nets, they have not played one bad game. They had bad breaks in the first two games. And this game just went final. 141-139. Championship pedigree. The Warriors survive in advance. They knock off the Oklahoma City Thunder. But back to the Nets. The Nets beat the Bulls 109-107. And there were parts of that game where I wasn't so sure that they were going to be able to actually close. But that's the thing. They're they're closing games without, you know, the superstar all-world closers that we thought we had. Anyone can be a closer. Cam Thomas started off the season scoring 30 points, 30 points, 30 points. He he was a 30-point bucket getter the first three games, and we're like, oh, he's going to average 30 the rest of the season. No, teams make adjustments. And now you're seeing, okay, if he doesn't have the greatest shooting night, other guys can step up. Mikael Bridges was showing off tonight. You're expecting Mikael Bridges to be a guy, of course. He had 20. I mentioned Dorian Finney-Smith. He had 21. That's his highest scoring game as a Brooklyn Net. He's comfortable now. And if you, if you, I don't know, like I do, you probably don't. And I know I'm, I'm talking to the Knicks fans. I'm talking to people that don't care about the Nets. But some of my Nets fans are listening, especially when I come on. If you watch the um, YouTube special that the Brooklyn Nets have, Dorian Finney-Smith talked about the fact that he came in last year without training camp. And I really think training camp helped these guys bond, gel, and get like somewhat of an identity. And they're still figuring out 
their identity. And I know we were all ready to say Jacques Vaughn sucks. He costs us the first two games. But he's a, a legit coach. He's a legit basketball mind. He's not Steve Nash. So now we have a bunch of veteran journeymen, a veteran head coach, some young talent. These guys are deep, right? Dinwiddie played tonight. He didn't play in the last game against the Miami Heat. Dennis Smith Jr. played tonight. He didn't play in the last game against the Miami Heat because these guys are like, oh, I'm ready to go now. I mean, the Nets are winning, and uh, everybody wants to be a part of it. Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons is what he is. He almost effed the game up late, of course, uh, a legal screen. And <laughs> I'm listening to Capper and Carino call the game because, like I said, first half I'm watching this red court. I took a shower, I drove in, and I just listened to the game the rest of the way, and it was great. It was exciting. I'm like, the, the Nets are fun. Like, this is a good time. They're 3-2, and two and they could be undefeated. But, yeah, um, what else about the Nets? Lonnie Walker the fourth. Lonnie, the Walk- Lonnie Walker the fourth did not play opening night. I went to opening night, and I was wondering why this guy is on the bench. He's a part of the rotations now. Jacques Vaughn said he wasn't playing guys over 30 minutes. All five starters played over 30 minutes. They found a way to win. They stopped DeMar DeRozan. They stopped Zach Levine. They stopped Nikola Vucevic, who has killed the Nets over the years. And I just said to Paulie, who's a Bulls fan, oh, the Bulls might as well go blow that up. Alex Caruso and whoever's over there, former Nets, Andre Drummond and uh, Javon Carter. But I don't know. Nets fans, call up. You don't ever get time like this, right? It's Friday night. It's late. You're allowed to talk to me. You can call up and be excited about your team. We don't have that much to be excited about here in New York. We don't win. And speaking of not winning, the Knicks lose another game. But they lose to the Milwaukee Bucks, who are the favorites to come out of the East. They get Damian Lillard. They obviously have Giannis. And I don't know what's going on with Julius Randle. 16 points, minus 5. And uh, he's just not shooting well. 5 for 20? 1 of 9 from deep? Is he hurt? Is he hurt? If he's hurt, they got to sit him down. But Jalen Brunson, I mean, Jalen Brunson, I've been saying this for over a year now. What a steal of a deal they got with that guy. He dropped 45. He's cooking. He needs some help. They need to go get another star to put next to him. Not Julius Randle. Julius Randle is not no star. But anyway, the Knicks lose to the Bucks, 110-105. And uh, now the Knicks are 2-4. And, and they're out of the tournament. Or I don't know if it exactly works like that. But I think if you lose, I got I to gotta read the rules again. But I'm pretty sure if you lose, you don't advance. They don't have all day and all week and all month to uh, host this tournament. But other than that, Knicks fans, call me up. Tell me what you're seeing, seeing. Tell me what you're concerned about. IQ with 14 off the bench. Grimes had 17. You know, these guys that you're expecting to take a step forward, they are. But all in all, if, you know, RJ isn't playing, which he did not play tonight, and Julius Randle has another terrible shooting night, you don't stand a chance against Dame and Giannis and Middleton and Belo and like that's a cohesive unit over there in Milwaukee that has played a bunch of games together and they got better with one of the best players in the world and Damian Lillard he had 30 and Giannis had 22 and that's enough for Milwaukee to beat the Knicks tonight Knicks fans call me up tell me how you feel I got maybe four minutes to talk about the NFL before we get to the top of the hour my Casamigos big shot of the night is coming up If you listen to me talk about this Giants-Raiders matchup, there's just so much coming out to hype the Raiders. It could be good. It could be bad. It could be, you know, false hope. It could be uh, just manufactured stuff. We we live in this time where social media and podcasts and all these different things just drum up all this excitement and all this hype, but it might not be real when you get on the field. But 
when I, when I think about the Giants walking into Las Vegas to face the Raiders, a team that just fired Josh McDaniels, they fired their GM, they fired their head coach, Antonio Pierce, a former New York Giant, is their head coach now leading the way. There was some type of, you know, writing on the wall was written in the stars for him to have his first game as a head coach against the Giants. And these guys are talking about, I'll run through a wall for him. Devontae Adams said that. What? All of a sudden, you'll run through the wall for a guy? Okay. I thought you wanted to be traded. Hunter Renfro said, no more walking on eggshells. Well, I'll tell you what I know is true. I tell you, I'll tell you what I know is fact. Josh McDaniels is not a good head coach. He's a fake Bill Belichick, and he probably tried to establish a culture over there like the Patriots have, and you can't do that. You don't have the same pedigree as a Bill Belichick. You tried to have those guys uh, do your job and, and uh, play the Patriot way. Well, it did not work. But as I hear hosts talk about the Giants on the fan, they're talking about the Giants as if they're better than the Raiders, that this is a team they should definitely beat. The Raiders have a better record than the Giants. We'll, we'll go through and we'll break down their games, and we'll also look at what quarterbacks they had in what games. Aiden O'Connell is going to be the quarterback this week. And when I look at the Giants, you're down Darren Waller. You traded away Leonard Williams. Yes, Daniel Jones is coming back. Yes, Andrew Thomas is coming back. Uh, Evan Neal. But it's their first game back. And you could be walking into a buzzsaw. I know the Lions put up almost 500 yards on the Raiders last week. But if you watch that game, the Raiders defense, it was Ben, but don't break. They were holding them to field goals. They got some interceptions, they got, but their offense was trash. Jimmy Garoppolo is terrible. So when I'm looking at this game, these guys have all the energy, all the hype, all the excitement, a new lease on life, and the Giants are flying across the country to Vegas, and they have to ramp it up to beat this team after they just had one of their worst losses in history. 877-337-6666. I'll save the conversation around the Jets because the Jets don't play until Monday, but we'll definitely talk about the Chargers. I want to hear from you. Call the phone. Hit the line. I'm taking calls till 2 a.m. Keep McPherson on the fan. We're about to go straight to E-Man with the uh, update and the break. We're going to talk about the NBA. Uh, I didn't mention much about Puck. Jack Hughes, I hope you're good. My Devils fans, I know you guys were watching that game. That was Scary. That was a tough moment to see Jack fall like that and hit the wall. And uh, he left the game. And we got news about the injuries with the uh, Rangers. And it's just not good. As soon as we start celebrating something here in New York, as soon as we start getting happy about something, it all comes crashing down. The Devils lose 4-1 to the Blues. And uh, two guys are out for the Rangers. So we'll, we'll talk puck. We'll talk basketball. And it's a football Friday on the fan. Keith McPherson here. Call me up. Join the show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. I look forward, as, uh, as Bill Belichick said in, in his uh, address to the media, to a very, very long-term commitment on my part. And Bill and I will work in concert. And um, we look forward to trying to put a program in place that, uh, that can be successful. I think everyone that knows me knows that I've... Uh, that's my home, that's where my family is, that's where my uh, my life is unfolded, and I'm very, very happy to be back and, and part of the organization with the Jets. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey. Wakanda! Welcome! 
Casamigos Big Shot of the Night is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. I mean, I got to give the Casamigos Big Shot of the Night to Dorian Finney-Smith. You just heard me talking about this guy. And like I said, when he first came over here last year, you know, when you get traded, it's a shock to the system. And he's a country boy. And I don't think he was really ready to come to New York City and come to Brooklyn. And hey. He got shaken up a bit, and I don't think we saw the best of him. But early on in this season, I think we're seeing the the Mavericks' Dorian Finney-Smith. I think we're seeing that Dorian Finney-Smith, a.k.a. DFS, a.k.a. Doe. I like to just call him Doe. I think that's what uh, the team calls him. I think that's his nickname. This guy is a valuable player for the Nets. He's a veteran. Um, he plays defense. He shoots the ball. And tonight he had his best game as a Brooklyn Net. His highest scoring game as a Brooklyn Net with 21 points. He shoots 8 of 14, 5 of 9 from deep. He has three rebounds, one block, and leads the Brooklyn Nets in scoring. And it's like, man, any night it could be any of these guys. But I think his mentality, um, he said something on, um, on, on the Nets YouTube about how last year he didn't have training camp with these guys. And he was really looking forward to, like, talking trash to his teammates and uh, going through camp and bonding with them because he said he has to be able to talk trash to his teammates to know who he can trust and know who is who, you know, to get ready to go to war with certain guys. And I love that. I'm like, yeah, that's that's the type of energy we need. Um, there's also on the Brooklyn Nets YouTube from Portsmouth to Brooklyn. I don't know if you guys know anything about Portsmouth, Virginia, I went to school at JMU with some kids from Portsmouth, Virginia. It's it's hood, it's rough, it's country, and like this guy is a real one, and he's my Casamigos big shot of the night. So yeah, I know you guys probably don't watch the bridge and all this other stuff on uh, the Brooklyn Nets YouTube, but I do, and I've been for years, and I think they do a good job, and it gives you a behind the scenes look at the team. And I don't think anybody was looking at this team as a contender this year. I don't think anybody was looking at this team as a threat. And so far out the gate, I think they've surprised us all. They haven't played one bad game yet. And it's not getting ahead of yourself to say that they can be competitive, they can be good, they can be a playoff team because they're only going to build on what they've done from here. So 877-337-6666. I'm excited for the Brooklyn Nets. Like, they're fun to watch. It's not the the feeling that you had uh, in the last couple years. It's just different. Um it's it's back to the Brooklyn way. It's back to the the grittiness of the Brooklyn Nets, and uh, it's a team that I think we all can root for and all get behind. Unless you're a Knicks fan, unless you're a Knicks fan, Knicks fans are like, no, there ain't no Nets fans. Nobody, we're not watching that team, the goofy Brooklyn team. Nobody roots for them. Nah, there there's a lot of uh, Nets fans now, especially now it's year eleven uh, in Brooklyn and. You know, all the hype and stuff. Like, I, I always say this Nets world has been built. Yeah, it, it was built off the backs of what, uh, you know, KD, Kyrie, James Harden, Blake Griffin, LaMarcus Aldridge, Paul Mills, that, like all of these, you know, bigger name players that came through here the last couple of years. But now they've hit reset. And now I think the future is really bright. They're still not all the way healthy, right? You know, you watch that game tonight and they hang with the Bulls and beat the Bulls, but they, they still don't have... Nick Claxton, they still don't have Cam Johnson, and guys like Armani Brooks, who you saw um, in the Miami game 
light it up. He he didn't play. Didn't need him tonight. DMP and Trendon Wofford. He also didn't play. Didn't need him tonight. So the the Nets are a deep team, and they're a fun team so far. They're three and two, and they could be five and zero. Oh, and they advance in the first ever NBA in season tournament. Let me see the rest of the scores around the NBA. I told you that the Warriors won. The Nuggets are facing the Mavericks right now. They're up 48-36. And, and the thing about this tournament, too, it's broken up. Not everybody is playing in this first part of the tournament. I got to I gotta read up more on it. It's just like I didn't read up on it because I didn't really care. To me, it's, it's just a way for them to razzle-dazzle some regular season games. And even with the home-and-home thing, I'm like, what like you know the, the the Knicks just played a home and home with the Cavs. I'm like, why do they need to do this? They're they're trying to jazz things up. And I, you don't have to jazz things up. I was talking to Zoo in here last night. I'm like, we're NBA fans. We're gonna watch the NBA regardless. We're gonna watch our team every night regardless. We don't need any extra anything. And you know, even like Zoo, I came in here. Zoo was watching the Spurs Suns game on his phone. And he's a Knicks fan. And I'm like, we're gonna watch other teams. We're gonna watch players. We don't need. Um, this extra, the extra bells and whistles. It's tough because, like, they don't, they know they have you already. They're trying to get the generic person, and these in-season tournament games are on Tuesday and Fridays. Mm-hmm. What's not on Tuesdays and Fridays? NFL, NFL football. Yep. So they they know they have a built-in audience. That's you know, unless you're a nutcase hockey fan like me, who's going to be, they're going to be locked into whatever is on the TV. They're going to see bright colored courts on the TV. It's going to catch your eye. And that's how this is going to go. And this, this success is going to be to the players. The players have to buy into this stuff. No, you're right about that. Didn't Silver just say that, like, um, because of the cord cutting that has happened over the last five, six years where people are streaming games and, you know, the old way of just flicking through the channels on cable is starting to die. Sure. They feel like, um, you know, younger kids are missing out on the NBA games. Right. But if you're... Um, if you still have a cable box and you're flipping through the channel, like you said, you see that bright red court or that bright blue court. You're like, what is this? What's going on? Yep. And then you stay and you watch and like, okay, that's and you're interesting. Like, oh, all right, it's a tournament. And yep. yeah. And again, it's, it's marketing. It's yep. it's all thought about and right. It's all it's obviously it's all financial financially based, and we all know this already. But that's kind of what it comes down to. And the players have to buy in. If the players buy in and they actually take it seriously then the NBA could sell this to a streaming, sell this to an Amazon. Yeah. Or, and then just download, which means it's more money in their pockets because that means the cap's going to go up and everything's going to go up. So it's really in the players' hands of trying to figure this thing out and how to make it work and how to make it, how to make it as successful as possible. And they're going to get 500K if they win, which to the majority of the players obviously doesn't mean much. But, That's the prize, the money. But, but it's it's five hundred k. They're all millionaires. Right, it, it's something. <laughs> Maybe it's something to the rookie, uh, the guy on the rookie contract, the guy on the rookie deal. You know, yeah. a Chet Holmgren type. Yeah, well, they're all taking it seriously. Steph Curry had thirty. Uh, I told you, Brunson had forty five. Lillard had thirty. Donovan Mitchell had thirty eight. Um, you know, the other scores. I told you, the Warriors beat the Thunder one forty one one thirty nine. The Heat beat the Wizards one twenty one one fourteen. Told you already, the Knicks lost to the Bucks in Milwaukee, 110 to 105. The Pacers beat the Cavs, 121 116. Right now, the Grizzlies are facing off against the Trail Blazers. That game is 52 51 in favor of the Blazers. Also mentioned, Luka and the Mavericks are facing Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets. That game is 51 42 in favor of Denver. And yeah, the Brooklyn Nets, they hold on to win, 109 107. And that was fun. That was a fun game to watch. Minus the red court, which just for my eyes, I'm like, the ball is orange. 
I hate when 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 sports do things like that. Like I remember I went to Players Weekend in August of 2019 and it was Yankees versus Dodgers in LA. Two teams with the most iconic baseball uniforms and Major League Baseball puts them in all white and all black. And then they realize it's tough for the the hitters to see the white ball when the pitcher has a white hat, a white jersey, white pants, and what are we doing? Think about that. Think about that. So same thing on the on the court. I'm sure they could play just fine, but the viewer at home is watching you bounce a orange ball on a red court. It's not aesthetically pleasing to me. I, I don't know. I, I had an issue with the courts, but I understand. Like Paulie said, when you're scrolling through the TV and you don't see the regular hardwood, it makes you stop to say, what's this? And then it says in-season tournament, and it gives it – uh, just you know, more than um, you know, the sixth regular season game for whatever team it might be. Right. It's like imagine if you're if you're flipping and you go to a Devils game and the ice is red. No. You're the gonna ice stop. Will always you're, be you're gonna be like, holy <laughs> moly, what the hell is that? Or imagine if the, if the ice is green or blue or something like that. The ice will always be white. It's ice. And on that, uh, a quick note on the Devils, and not a good one, Elliot Friedman, who's like the Adam Schefter of hockey news and reporting. The news on Jack Hughes. On Jack Hughes, is saying the word on Jack Hughes is it might take a date or a day or two to figure out how serious things are, which you never want to hear, which either is, you know, concu- uh, you know, maybe a concussion, maybe a blo- broken collarbone, which is like the worst case scenario. But when the teams, when those types of people, those types of reporters, the Canadian hockey guys, when they're they don't when they don't know and they're tweeting that type of message out, yeah, always you know piques the interest. So not a good situation for Jack Hughes and the Devils. Yeah, rain on our parade. I just was having a show last night where I said I'd be a fool to ignore uh, a night where the Isles win, the Devils win, the Rangers win, and we have teams in this town that haven't lost more than two games. And I start talking of. Uh, Jack Hughes, and I start talking of Artemi Panarin, and I start talking of, uh, you know, it, it just, it sucks. It's like, as soon as you start to get hype about something, don't believe the hype. This is the mecca of hype. That's all we do is hype everything, and then we get our hopes up, and they come crashing down. So Jack Hughes is hurt, who has been off to a ridiculous start. Last night, I was telling you about how many points he scored, and how he's rewriting record books, and blazing his own trail as a young guy in, in the NHL, and then with the Rangers, uh, you, you got a guy on the IR, a guy on the long-term IR. You find out today that Adam Fox is on the long-term IR. Um, he's out for a minute, and then uh, Heedle's out. And it's like, damn, they, these guys are these guys are winning six games in a row. They come home, they beat the Hurricanes, and, you know, you win a game, you lose a game. Kind of like the Jets. Yeah. I was saying that about the Jets all season. You win a game, you lose a guy. So you can't really even celebrate the win because now you got to figure out how to replace that guy and how to get right. to the and, next game. And Fox, he'll be out probably three to four weeks. Hopefully, Philip is only out a week. But again, you, you know, you never know with this stuff. Hedl, you can kind of, you, you can kind of finesse around Philip Hedl. Adam Fox is a super important player for the Rangers. Defensive guy, played nineteen twenty minutes, top power play unit. So they're gonna have to figure that out. Yeah. So. Now that I mentioned the Jets, I can speak on the Jets for a little bit. Uh, I will be on Monday night after the Nets game. So I'll probably be on air at the end of that Monday night football game. Uh, We'll put a pen in this one, but we'll come back to it. So as I'm talking about the Raiders and their added motivation and 
all these different things coming out, right? And even like there's this podcast, I think it's called the Green Light Podcast with um, Chris Long and, uh, you know, Howie Long's kids, Chris Long and his brother Kyle. And they had Sam Laporta on and he was talking about facing Max Crosby. We're going to talk about Max Crosby as well, but it seems like the Raiders are extra motivated. Of course they are. Right, they had this great team meeting, and Antonio Pierce is a a players coach, and he won Super Bowls with the Giants, and all this stuff. Blah 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 blah. That's added motivation. That's extra motivation going into the week. The Giants have to bring their level up. And Coach Dable, you you can't coach scared. Get ready to go now with the Jets on Monday night. It's another primetime game, and they're coming off a game that they had no business winning. Whether you believe the refs helped them out, whether you whatever uh, mistakes with. The Giants' coaching decisions, whatever helped them out, they won the game, but they had no business winning that game. They could have lost the game. It was a terrible game. They have to get in the end zone. They have to score points. I guarantee you Justin Herbert and Kellen Moore are coming in here and they're throwing the ball around, and it's the only game on. It's on national television. Now, when Zach Wilson was on national television on Sunday Night Football, the only game on against Taylor Swift and the Chiefs, he stood up. He showed me something, right? He was hitting those back shoulder throws. He was improvising. He was, uh, you know, he was ran in a two point conversion. He had moxie. He was he was quarterbacking. He was taking chances. Good versus the week before we saw him against the Patriots. He had nothing. It's another primetime game. It's another opportunity for Zach Wilson to show that he has made progress. I still don't believe in the guy. When I was watching him last week, I'm like, I, I can't believe they're asking him to throw the ball 36 times in the rain as if he is Aaron Rodgers. The kid does not have it. Now the Chargers have added motivation coming in. Last night, we watched the Titans and the Steelers on Thursday Night Football, and I said that was a playoff game for those teams. It's obviously not a playoff game, but whichever team won that game gets a leg up in the standings in the wild card hunt. I don't think either one of those teams are going to win their division. They're going to be wild card teams. My guy Kenny Pickett and the Steelers take a step forward. They've got five wins. This is a playoff game for the Chargers and the Jets. I don't think the Jets or the Chargers are winning their division. They're going to be a wild card team. The Chargers need this game. The Jets need this game. And now when you, you know, look up the Chargers, I, I was doing some little, you know, research and homework on the Chargers. And I was like, I got a bunch of notes on the Raiders. And I'm like, oh, the Chargers have some added motivation as well. So I was reading an article on the Chargers report from Sports Illustrated. It said Chargers players formed a special committee in response to coaches' criticism. So the Chargers defensive coordinator challenged the players and they responded. The Chargers steamrolled the Bears in their Week 8 primetime win. It was a win that was much needed in many different ways for the Bolts, and luckily they took care of business. L.A. came out and dominated in all facets of the game, something we haven't been accustomed to, to, to seeing and blah, 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 blah. I'm trying to get to the part, but anyway, okay. D.C. Derek Ainsley challenged his players in a meeting last week. He said, we ain't having enough fun. And I'm like, There's, this is a parallel to the to the Raiders, right? They were saying the Raiders weren't having enough fun. They were saying that the Raiders were walking around on eggshells. And they wanted them to get like back to having fun and coming into work and enjoying it. And so the Chargers responded last week. And they're carrying that same energy into this week, into Monday Night Football. All my routed friends are here on Monday night. Every NFL player loves playing on Monday night. Bum, 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 bum. They know the whole world is watching. They know they're the only game on. They get a little extra rest. And the Chargers coming off of a dominant win against the Bears and a quarterback in uh, Tyson Bajant, who's from Division II Shepherd University. 
probably still better than Zach Wilson. They're looking at Zach Wilson like they can treat him like they treated Tyson Bajan. 877-337-6666. We're going to talk football. We're going to talk NBA in-season tournament, Brooklyn Nets. Uh, and we're going to talk some puck as well. I like to talk all sports, and I like to talk to the fans. Uh, I do have some calls now, so let's get to it. Keith is in Howell, New Jersey. First up on the fan, go for it, Keith. Hey, good evening. How you doing, Keith? From one Keith to another, great show. Really yeah, great it. name. Great name. Your parents came up uh, with a good it, one. There's so many famous Keiths out there. I'm trying to be one. I feel you. Oh, you already are. Come on, man. Who are you trying to kid? You already are. You Working already on. are. Getting there. You, you know, I'll tell you what. You could, you could erase Zach Wilson's name as quarterback of the Jets, and you could put any quarterback of the Jets, save for a couple, but you can put most of the quarterbacks the Jets have ever played. The Jets play to their opponent's level. Look at what they look. Look at how well Zach played against KC, and look at the stinker they put up against New England. Yeah, same look thing how, with the look, Eagles, right? Yep, in that Eagles they, game, they, they play to the level of their competition. Yep, now, they if play they to the jerseys. Around, and Zach and, and, and Zach could become half the quarterback they need him to be, and the defense does what they're doing. The Jets, who knows what it could have showed have Maybe they're seven and two. You know, you know, or maybe at the break, maybe they they haven't lost those games, but they have lost those games. But what's always what's I've always pulled my hair out is that you know they're talking about the Chargers. The Chargers aren't awful; they're not great, and the Jets are not awful and they're not great. They have the worst quarterback in numbers wise. They have the worst quarterback in the NFL numbers wise. He's the worst, but everybody still wants to believe in Zach. They want something to believe in. They want him to step up. But what gets me is that they play to the level of their competition. They will step up and play against the Chiefs and lay an egg against a very beatable New England team. Yep. But that I'll, I'll sit back and listen. But you have a great show. Have a great night. Take care. Thanks for the call, Keith. Yeah, that that's spot on. Right? Buffalo Bills. Aaron Rodgers goes down. They could have folded. They raised their level of competition. And the Bills took a step back thinking, oh, Zach Wilson's in. We don't have to face Rodgers. This game's in the bag. They raised their level for the Broncos. The Broncos are trash, but... There was a little added uh, motivation there with the whole Nathaniel Hackett thing with Sean Payton calling him out. The Chargers aren't world beaters. The Chargers are frauds. The Chargers are frauds. I think the Jets will play up in this game, and I think it's going to be a mid-game. When I say mid-game, it's going to be like 17-13. I don't expect like maybe maybe more because I, I think Herbert and Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler and some of the weapons they have, they're going to score points on the, the Jets' defense, but not that much. So maybe maybe it's like a... 23-17 game, Chargers. Because Zach Wilson, they, I don't know. They got to get creative with this offense, man. And they they can't abandon Brees Hall. That is your game breaker. That is your best offensive weapon. You got to run the ball with him. You got to throw screens to him. You got to do whatever you can to get that guy the ball. And Zach Wilson's got to be better. He's got to get rid of the ball. And they have to be better with calling plays. Stop putting him in the pocket. Roll him out. Let him improvise. What we saw him do at the end of that game, that's his best attribute. That's his skill set. Making plays, rolling out, chucking the ball, finding a receiver downfield, taking chances. They got to do that. 877-337-6666. Let's take a break. You'll hear some other voices outside of mine. We'll come back. We'll take calls. We'll keep the show rolling. Keep McPherson on the fan. Don't go anywhere. I'll be worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game! Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Right back. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Our goal for next year, I got news for you, it won't change. And it'll never change. We're going to chase that Super Bowl. We're going to chase it until we get it. And then we'll chase it after that again. But that's it. People want to criticize us. Then you go ahead, but you really got no right. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Right back at it on The Fan. Let's go. 877. You guys know the number you don't know the number? I guess nobody's calling tonight. One of them Friday nights. People are at the bar. People are checked out. It's been an interesting week at the fan. Are they boycotting? (laughs) Impossible. Impossible. It's the radio. It's a pillar in New York radio. And despite what you may hear, despite what some people may say, I feel like I should put a disclaimer out. Like, uh, the thoughts and opinions expressed on WFAN do not represent Keith McPherson. The thoughts and opinions... On, on Twitter by WFAN hosts also do not represent Keith McPherson. Keith McPherson has respect for all individuals until they disrespect me. The end. 877-337-6666. I got plenty of time. Two and a half hours to talk through things. And I'm still on this NBA tournament, right? So uh, Tyrese Halliburton said the winner of the in-season tournament should get an off uh, uh, automatic playoff bid. My guy Kazim said the same thing. I think I saw uh, Bobby Mark say that. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. They're just going to get the cash prize. But maybe maybe sometime down uh, the road next year or the year after, or maybe even this year, if you know, if the winner actually is like uh, you know on the cusp, like with the playing tournament, that's also a new wrinkle that we've gotten used to in the last two years. Like maybe there's something they can do because if you win this NBA Cup, what does it mean? It means nothing. Now, the WNBA had it, and unfortunately – our New York Liberty won the in-season tournament that just passed in the WNBA, and then they lost in the finals. So which one would you rather have? You'd rather have both, or you'd rather have the latter. But um, I was reading up, and something I grabbed out of The Athletic, The Athletic talked about it. They said, first, each NBA team plays in a four-team soccer-style group with competition staggered across the league's winter calendar. After group play, there will be a knockout round, then a winner in December that earns a boatload of cash, $500,000. All of it, except the tourney championship in Vegas, counts towards the 82-game standings. So that's another thing. They get to, You get to go to Viva Las Vegas, and uh, you probably can't really do too much out of there because you got to play. But nah, the NBA is different. Like, I heard Tiki and Evan and uh, the guys talking about how, you know, the Giants are staying 40 minutes away from the Vegas Strip. And, you know, Tiki was talking about how guys don't get to go out and, uh, that's not really a thing anymore. You get fined if you get caught, and I think you'd be stupid if you try to do that. Um, but in the NBA, you know, like 
historically we've heard stories from Jordan to James Harden about guys going out the night before games. And it's different, right? In, in the NBA, I don't know about you guys. Like, I used to play football hungover. In the NBA, if you get drunk the night before, party the night before, you could stay up until 2, 3, 4 in the morning, sleep until, I don't know, 12, uh, go to shoot around, sweat that out, and uh, be just fine to play that night. They do it in Miami all the time. They probably do it in, you know, in other cities as well. So uh, the, the in-season tournament, the championship will be in Vegas. And uh, another thing they said, the root idea, they said many fans skip the first few months of the NBA season and tune in once football is over. This brings the fans in early. I don't agree with that. I don't, I don't like many. What fans? Imagine being an NBA fan and, and saying, oh, I can't watch the NBA until January, February. Now, I do understand the fans that say the NBA doesn't start until the Christmas games. But I don't know. I've I've never been like that. I, I watch the NBA. I watch I watch basketball. I, I watch League Pass. I watch whoever. And the NBA more than any other league, you can lock in on players. Like there's just a couple players that like there's I think more than any other league, there are stands for players. Like there are a lot of kids that they don't have a favorite team. Their favorite player is KD. Their favorite player is LeBron. They have LeBron jerseys. They have three different LeBron jerseys, right? They got a L. They got a LA LeBron jersey. They got a Miami LeBron jer- jersey. They got a Cleveland LeBron jersey. They're they're LeBron fans. Whatever team LeBron is on. So, all right, uh, let's get back to the phones. Let's see what you guys are talking about. Nick is in Huntington, New York. Go for it, Nick. Hey Keith, thanks for taking my call. Thanks for calling in. Hey, uh, first off, just uh, I love listening to your show, and I uh, just want to commend you on uh, all the success. Uh, you're doing a great job. Thank you. Uh, look, I just want to make a quick point on the New York Giants. Um, you know, I'm as frustrated as uh, any fan out there. Um, and we all know there are issues with their offensive line. But, uh, you know, the other problem is these receivers we have. I mean, if you took any one of our receivers and you could throw them on 90% of depth charts, I mean, some of these guys aren't even getting on the playing field. Yeah. I mean, you want to, for example, you take the Raiders. You throw them with Devontae Adams and, and Myers. I mean, you're lucky if any one of these guys is running in the slot. Um, yeah, the, the Giants so, still, I mean, back-to-back years now, they don't have a dominant number one, and they don't. They definitely don't have a duo. Uh, they thought Darren Waller was going to come in and be the top target, and we knew his, his hamstring was cooked, and now we don't know when he's going to return, and you, you need him for this stretch. And right, that, that goes to your point. I mean, we can't bring in guys that are made of glass and expect them uh, to be healthy. Um so my point being, you know, who do you think for, you know, next season? I mean, this this year, I mean, it's, it's, it's a wash with this team. But, you know, next year, maybe they have a chance of getting a free agent. You know, they need a, a, a an alpha receiver, like you said. You know, hopefully they can look T. at T. Higgins. We were, talking about, we were talking about T. Higgins last year. We were talking about DeAndre Hopkins this year. Um, who else was yeah, floated even, around? Even Brandon Ayuk is a free agent. Brandon Ayuk was talked he about. He this offense and give Daniel Jones, you know, a legitimate weapon. Um, you know, that could hopefully, if he's still the quarterback, you know, he could help tremendously. Well, you you just need a one for defenses to have to honor, for defenses to have to prepare for, so for defenses to feel the threat of like, okay, we have to focus on stopping this guy, whether it's a, a putting their top corner on him or whether it's keeping a safety over top. Like, you, it, without that threat, it's like, you know, we, we just got to stop Saquon. Yeah, and you know, if, Unfortunately, if we roll out the same receivers uh, next year, this team's going to, you know, we're going to be in the same, uh, you know, situation, and we're going to have the same problems 
going into next year as well. well you know, the rest they, of the season, they really to... you have to see if Jalen Hyatt and Wandell Robinson can take another step forward. They got to feature these guys. They got to try and get them the ball. Darius Slayton, no. Isaiah Hodgins, no. Like you, you gotta. Your young guys that you drafted in the last two years out of the SEC, one out of Tennessee, one out of Kentucky, they have to become primetime players. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Keith, for taking my call, man. Thanks for the call, Nick. Let's keep it rolling. We got a bunch of calls now. Doody doody do. Let's go to Danny in Masbeth, New York, on the fan. What's up, Dan? How you doing, Keith? I'm good. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I just. Um... I just want to say uh, I love your show and all that, and uh, but I have a little bit of a complaint about your station that I think they didn't talk about the World Series enough. I tried. I know. I know Evan tried too, but it, it was the it was the least watched World Series maybe ever. Yeah, but it, it hasn't been hyped up by sports radio stations, etc. You know. Because it was Arlington versus it's Arizona. American, not to not to talk about it. No, know? you're 100 percent correct, and I love baseball. And I think anybody listening knows I'm a baseball fan. I think what we did was lean too much into the former Mets and former Yankees that were playing, and not lean into the storylines behind the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks. But I don't know. Maybe exactly. maybe yeah. every host here doesn't know those storylines. Well, you know, but they should figure it out. They're on sports radio, you know. Uh, <laughs> well, that's all I want to say. So, but I, I commend you. I, I'm so glad to hear uh, people on sports radio actually talking about sports. You know. <laughs> yes, sir. I got okay. you, Danny. I, I I know that I I put in my time. I know that I've I spoke about the World Series any night that I was on and the games were played. I had it on. Um, leading up to it, I know I spoke on it. I just went back to my notes. Uh, my notes from. Thursday, my notes from last week, I, I told you guys that this year's World Series averaged 9.1 million viewers across five games. That makes it by far the least watched World Series ever. And the past four World Series now rank as the four least watched World Series matchups on record. That's in a row now. That's in a row. And you know what we talked about? We talked about what would fix that. Hal Steinbrenner, Brian Cashman, the New York Yankees. The Yankees find a way back to the World Series. It helps everybody. It helps Rob Manfred. It helps baseball. It helps all of us here at WFAN. The ratings go right back up. Because what was missing from this postseason, they tried to manufacture it down uh, I-95 in Philly at Citizens Bank Park, but it's not the same. What was missing from October and this postseason was the Bronx Zoo at 161st Street. Crazy, wild, Yankee fans throwing beers and popcorn in the air, celebrating, dun, 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 the lights flickering, and, you know, you know. Or maybe you don't know. Maybe you don't know. Ryan is in Long Branch on the fan, the green wave. What's up, Ryan? How you doing, Keith, man? I've been wanting to call for a long time. Nice. You're in there. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk Yankees, actually, for a minute, but just wanted to preface. I actually... uh, Played football for Ocean myself. I'm a little older than you. And then uh, traded colors, and I've been coaching at Long Branch now for a little while. That happens and, a lot, man. Chad King. Shout out to Chad. Yeah, um, well, and that's what I got to give our boys a shout out because we just uh, upset Brick Memorial. And we're yeah, all I, I just followed Chad on Instagram because my mom had her birthday party at Otto's in Ocean, and Chad King's okay. mom was there, and she filled me in that Chad is coaching – the green wave, I'm like, that yep. that was a rivalry. Ocean versus Long Branch <laughs> yeah. was a was a, a hard rivalry. Like homecoming yep. and like 
everybody showing up to that. I, I had some battles against them from Pop Warner well, all the way to, to high school. I was a uh, junior on the team that won a, a group three section title against them. You were a junior on the Ocean team that beat Long Branch, Long Branch in '99. Uh, no, it was the 2000 team. Okay, 2000. Because I was the yeah. I was the ball boy for that team. I was oh, I think no. I was wow, dude, that's wild. I was eleven. Yeah, yeah, I was the ball boy for that team. <laughs> yeah, because uh, our offensive line coach right now was a senior on that Long Branch team, so we talk about that quite a bit. <laughs> that team went eleven and one that year. Yep, our only loss was the Middletown South loss. So yeah, in the swamp. Yep. Yep. And then we upset them in the first round of playoffs. Charles Timbers, Dana Webster, yep. Greg Sariotis. Yep. I'm telling you, I was around. You probably didn't realize because I was a, I was 11 year old fifth grader, yeah. but I was the ball boy on that team. <laughs> That's wild. Yep. So yeah. So anyway, man. So I've been uh, wanting to talk Yankees because I listen to you every Friday night on the way home, and you know everybody gets caught up in the big bats, and you know even watching uh you know Bryce Harper rake and you know his energy and thinking about what could have been like. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of Yankees fans or had a lot of Yankees fans this fall uh, thinking some things. But, like, the Yankees teams that won championships in the 90s, like, they had these role players like Scott Brocious and even, like, what Aaron Boone brought to the team in, like, an old weight box. And it's like, I wonder where they're going to find those guys <laughs> to move us forward. Cashman thought he found it in Josh Donaldson. <laughs> well, it didn't work out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cashman thought he found it in IKF. The, the yeah, Rangers got better once IKF left. Yeah. It's just <laughs> tough, man, because it's like, you know, not only is, is it free agency, is it developmental, like it's just, it's it's hard. Because I got I got spoiled, you know, watching the Yankees come up in the 90s. And Me too. It feels like something's been missing. Me too. The year Ocean won the uh, state championship that we're talking about, the Yankees won the yeah. World Series. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. Well, appreciate everything that you do. You you make these drives on Friday night a lot easier when I'm heading home. Sure thing. Appreciate the call, Ryan. One time for the short conference. Yeah, that was a trip down memory lane. <laughs> uh, so I was ball boy. I remember, I remember being in the locker room as a as a young guy, as like 11, 12 year old. I think it was like fifth, sixth grade. And the varsity team, man, these guys were monsters to me. I remember guys had like beards and chest hair. And I, I came home and I told my mom I'll never be able to play varsity. She's like, why? I'm like, I don't have a single hair on my chest, on my chin. I'm not on that trajectory. <laughs> Roscoe's out in Brooklyn. What's up, Roscoe? You're on the fan. So, Keith, you deleted the app or you didn't delete the app? Which one is it? <laughs> I deleted FanDuel. I deleted FanDuel. Yo, yo. Trey Wiggins sucks, bro. He couldn't give me two threes today, man. <laughs> that, I, I, like... NBA started, and I like to bet NBA first basket. I like to put together the same game parlays because you kind of know, you know, what they average and matchups. If somebody can get a couple more rebounds, but nah, I'm pop, bro. I'm, I'm pop Draymond right now. Even Draymond gave me ten points, dog. <laughs> <laughs> and then your devil killed me too. But anyways, man, listen, what's what's the deal with this? Like, what are we like? I've seen this whole. Richard Jefferson with his bald head promoting this. Yeah, he's going hard play. for it too. I don't know. I'm like, are they are they cutting you a check, RJ? Because you he's, he's going super ball. hard for this. Oh my god, he's so cool. Yeah, I, I was a doorman in the building where he lived at, but that's that's irrelevant. Yo, 
what's going on? Like, wait, so if the Knicks, which I know we're not going to win it. Because they just lost, so. Yeah. What are we supposed to do? Celebrate? Like, I'm confused. No, there's nothing to celebrate. What it is, it's all marketing, and it's like to jazz up the regular season games, and there is some money. Like, there's an incentive with money, but all these guys get money. All these guys are millionaires. All these guys have shoe deals and, and endorsements from different companies, like $500,000 for these guys. I know guys. that, but what, am I, but what are we – okay, there's going to – so you're telling me there's going to be a game seven – in the middle of no. before next No, it won't go to game 7. The, the tournament's not set up like that. It's not it's not so going to be like a seven the, game series. It's like the it's like the NCAA tournament? No, it's not like that either. It's not um single elimination. I was just reading about it. I got to go That's back to it. Bro. The next I hate the NBA right now. It seems corny, bro. It seems corny right it now. Is. But let's see how it, it plays out cuz the, the Nets won tonight, and they advanced, and I, I kind of felt that. I was like, all right, cool. I feel, I feel all that. I feel all that. I just feel like it's corny because, bro, now, okay, I get it. It's to make players play, right? That's kind of what it is also. To make players play, to make fans tune in, like casual fans that aren't really checking for the NBA right now. Um, but, Keith, if the Knicks, even if Brooklyn was to win, this whatever it is. I don't want them to win because I don't want that banner hanging up in Barclays Center. First in-season tournament champs. It means nothing. This is crazy, Keith. I'm, I'm, I'm out, man. Have a good night, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's all every. That's what I'm saying. In this era that we're in, everything is marketing. Everything is social media. Everything is about competing with other things because we have short attention spans. And everybody wants to get that dollar. They want to get your eyes. They want to be like, you know, they. so the NBA, it's not good enough to them to just roll out the regular season games and not have like, you, you heard Paul say it. They're doing this on Tuesdays and Fridays because they don't have to compete with the NBA. Major League Baseball is over. The World Series is over. Like they timed this up. They thought about this. There are smarter people than me that cooked all of this up. Let's see how it plays out. I think it's corny. I think the courts are, are terrible. Um, I was glad that the Nets won. Let's see how it plays out. There is no real championship, um, but I don't. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want. I'll reserve judgment. I don't want to pass judgment too quickly. But call me up. We got plenty to do. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Testaverde will take the snap. Go to one knee. This game is over. The Jets lock up their first playoff appearance since 1991 on a 21-16 victory. Over the Miami Dolphins. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Yeah, yeah. Friday night into Saturday. It's a football Friday on The Fan, but if you ever want to call up and talk about MLB, World Series, New York Yankees. I'll be your Huckleberry. Keith McPherson on the fan, taking your calls for the next two hours. Uh, quickly here for the Yankee fans, and I know we have Yankee fans on the line calling. You guys probably already know um, with the World Series ending, right, free agency is starting, and uh, IKF, Zach McAllister, Keenan Middleton, Frankie Montas, Wandy Peralta, Luis Severino, and Luke Weaver have all become free agents. And the Yankees have outrighted Domingo Herman, Matt Bowman, Franchi Cordero, Jimmy Cordero, Billy McKinney, and Ryan Weber. So uh, they could all be claimed now or elect free agency. And we're moving on. 
We are moving into the future. Josh is in Huntington. Josh, you're on the fan. Hey, boss. Love the show, man. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Hey, I, I just got a quick question. Do you think that uh, the Yankees could actually like tell like Stanton to like stop lifting weights and just do strictly <laughs> yoga? I think we like we've been on that for like five years with this guy, right? Because he's hurt every year. He's too muscle bound. Uh, you know, they, they they did get a yoga instructor. They had these guys doing yoga. They did change their strength and conditioning guys. They did change their medical staff. It's him. This is just this but, is just who he's become. I know I know that Judge did yoga, but I don't think uh, Stan never uh, ended up doing that. Uh, he you probably know, I did. Think he just stop lifting weights. He probably did, but it's it's beyond that now. Now he he's a shell of himself at the plate. You know, he gets hurt, and then it takes four weeks for him to get hot again. He's good for a home run a week, but he's also good for uh, 15 strikeouts a week. I, yeah. don't, I don't know what they do. I don't know what they do with him. I think I think they're stuck with him. I, I think you got to bat him like eighth or ninth and just tell him, like, that listen, too. this is what you're going to be batting the whole, whole year. They won't and because like in their it. mind, he's going to get a hold of one. In their mind, he's clutch. They've seen him do it in the past. They think it's still in there. He's getting up well, there in right. age. That money is a lot of money on the books, and it sucks. It absolutely that's sucks that, that Brian Cashman and the Yankees – they thought that they were getting a deal. They thought when that trade was going down, they were getting the National League MVP, and they chose him over the guys that were coming available in free agency the next year. And here we are, fast forward some uh, five years and, later. And, and Cashman did that because they wanted to block block him from going to Boston. Yeah, he wasn't. There wasn't really many places that he was going to go, but Cashman did that. Because they, they, I don't know, it was a redundant move. I hate talking about it. Thanks for the call, Josh. But I hate talking about Stan, bro. Like, we, we know. It was a redundant move. You, you had Aaron Judge. It was, a, it was a redundant move because you had a right-handed, power-hitting, right-fielder who hit over 50 home runs. But they did it because there was no way in hell they were giving Bryce Harper $330 million. They didn't even pick up the phone to talk to the guy because they knew they weren't going to pay him that. They also weren't going to pay Manny Machado. At least they brought him to Yankee Stadium. At least we have the image of... Manny Machado on the big board at Yankee Stadium. But that was their move of, all right, we're going to make a trade, and the Marlins are going to pay some of this salary, so we'll get this dominant player for less than some of the other dominant players that are coming available in free agency. Fast forward all these years, like Stanton to me is not a ball player. Stanton is is a muscle-bound athlete that can hit the ball hard, but he's not aging very well. And you need to get younger and faster and we're looking around Major League Baseball, and you see an Iron Man like Marcus Simeon. He played every game in the regular season and postseason. And when you look at the lineup of the Atlanta Braves, those guys played every game. So you go into every game knowing who is playing what position and batting where in the lineup. The Yankees do the opposite. The Yankees play guys out of position. They rest guys for no reason. Schedule rest no matter what. If you get hot and you hit three uh, three hits the day before, it doesn't matter. The schedule says you're resting. They change guys' positions around. They change guys in the lineup because they know better than the rest of Major League Baseball. And they missed the postseason this year. They won 82 games, one of their worst records in the last 30 years. 877-337-6666. I'll say good morning on the other side. It's about to be Saturday as we proceed. KM to AM. We'll be right back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.